it's uh, Rick Brinkus here, Keller Williams Realty, The Marketplace, uh, doing our podcast. And uh, I've got a special guest with me. I've got DJ Bennett uh, with Guild Mortgage. Now, uh, DJ, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in uh, real estate. Okay. Well, Rick, I'm delighted to be here and thank you for having me. So I'm Donna Jo Bennett, but I go by DJ because it's so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) I've been with Guild Mortgage for seven years, but I've been lending here in Las Vegas for 20 years. Um, I used to lend on the East Coast before I came here. So, yeah, I'm like 25 now, but I've been lending for 20 years. So anyway. <laughs> there, there, there you go, right? Well, not, not only are you a world-class lender, which is amazing, but I think you had some exciting events happen with you and your family here in the last week. I did. So um, we actually welcomed our eighth. Grandchild. Oh again, I'm 25, right? Yes. <laughs> We're sticking to that story. But anyway, but yes, a little Miss Adeline was born, and she is the firstborn to my firstborn, so it was a very special time. Oh, how yeah. cool is that? Oh, congratulations. And she that is, is awesome. one week old today. Oh, wow. So, And I'm going to teach her math, because then she can become a loan officer and do real good. Well, you got, you got to have a, a transition <laughs> plan, right? Someone to hand it down That's to. That's right. So, <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, one of the things that was so exciting, and you and I have been kind of anticipating knowing this day was coming, yes. uh, waiting for all of the guidelines to get out. A lot of times with, with programs, you hear about the program and then you're waiting and the guidelines are supposed to come and as always, they're delayed. But but Agreed. but but Guild Mortgage has a special program, kind of unique to, to other lenders don't have this program. Is that correct? It is. It, it very is. Yeah, it very much is. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome. Uh, and uh, what it is, is it's a 100% financing. Correct. Okay, so tell me about that and what type of loan is this? Is it a conventional loan, an FHA loan? What what actually, uh, what type of loan is it? Okay, I'd be happy to answer that. Um, so it's an FHA loan and it can only be used on FHA financing, not the conventional and not VA or USDA. Um, the nice thing about the FHA loans is that they're a little bit more forgiving than conventional is as well and debt ratios because likely can go up to a 50%. So. It's, it's advantageous with that, but it's an FHA. So, they so, have so the qualifying is a little less strict. A little bit, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna come back and talk about ratios just because we wanna make sure that, that everybody's understanding. Yes. Uh, DJ and I sometimes <laughs> have our little code words and our lingo that we have in real estate, but we'll go ahead and break everything down. So, so FHA, so it's an FHA loan, which is super exciting. Uh, you guys are the only ones that have this program. The qualifications are a little bit less strict. Um, tell me about this. So 100% financing, does that mean there's one loan that's 100%? Is there a typical FHA? When you say it's an FHA loan, I know they have their, their guidelines as far right. as down payment. How, how does that work? That's a great question. And what it's going to be is the standard FHA loan at the 96.5% loan to value. So generally, if they're going to take an FHA loan and they're buying a home for $200,000, they have to put 3.5% down. So the three and a half percent would be seven thousand. Their loan amount would be one hundred and ninety-three. In this case, Guild is um, going to do a second loan behind okay. the first, and we're going to do the loan for the seven thousand. Um, and so then that way they don't have to have any money for the down payment. Okay. Oh wow, that's that's fantastic. Okay, so tell me about that second. Um, it's it's a second. And do they have to make payments on the second? Is there a way that that can be forgiven if they make a certain amount of payments? How does that work? That's great too, um, because there's two options. They can do one where they, we amortize it over 10 years and they make payments for you know the 120 payments. Um, okay, so, so option number one would be 
it's that second loan right. is amortized over uh, 10 years. The beautiful part about that is they don't have to come up with that down payment up front. Right. So that's that's right. still beneficial. And, and you're, you and I were talking before, mm -hmm. you don't think that's the best of the options. No, I don't because okay. I, I love door number two. <laughs> okay. okay, so okay. Tell, tell me about right. what's behind so door number two. Door number two is um, a loan that is silent. It sits on title as a lien against the house, but there's no interest. And after you've made 36 mortgage payments on time, it's completely forgiven, so you don't have to make any payments. Whoa, I like that. No interest, completely forgiven. You've got my attention. So, okay, I heard you say 36 months and it's forgiven. 36 what? of on-time payments. Ah, uh, 36 on-time payments, not 36 months. Okay, so let's, let's dive into this a little bit more. Let's say I make 12 payments on-time payments. Okay. Okay, I'm no payment on the second. I'm just making the payment on the first. Do Correct. I have it? Okay, Correct. excellent. Then something happens. I, you know, um, with job, bills, mm -hmm. medical, car, who knows, life happens, right? Right. And all of a sudden, I, I, I'm a little bit late on my next two payments. What happens then? Do I have a, is there a makeup period? How, can I go back and make another 12 in a, or 24 in a row or 36 in a row and, 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 and still get in good graces? of getting this completely forgiven? Well, that's that's also a really great question. And what it is is that it depends on how late. So we will consider a late payment to be late if it's not made before the first of the following month. So if it oh, was due wow. on February 1st and you went into February because you just needed that extra paycheck or two in February, as long as it's made and received before March 1st. So you I tell everybody, you know what, go by the 25th. Make sure it's there by the 25th. Sure. Then it's still considered on time. If you go into March, then all the months that you've paid don't count anymore. Uh, you start, but it, it's so, nice so, because... So, sounds sounds yeah. fair to me. I mean, you, you've you got, uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, sitting across the table from people, as long as they understand the rules, mm -hmm. and this, there's a makeup. Yeah. Which, which, which is just amazing to right. me. Normally... Hey, these are the rules, and if you step out of out of these these very strict rules, there's no makeup. Right. But this one, what I'm hearing is, if if something happened, and even if you were 15 or 18 days late for this program, you're not considered late. Right. Uh, so that's outstanding. It's very rare to find anything in life that gives us a do-over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get the do-over from it, and so then you start and 36 on-time payments, and then we'll still be forgiven. Outstanding. Now that that that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so so answer this for me, okay? So so I buy a house. FHA could it be an investment property? I, I think we already know the answer to that, but go ahead and explain. No, and you must move into the house within sixty days of finishing the purchase, and you must occupy it as your primary residence. Primary residence is where you're going to go home every night after work. Where you're going to get sure. your bills um, sent to all your mail. Where you're have your Christmas tree or your Thanksgiving turkey or whatever. You know, that's a primary residence. Um, it can't be a second home. It cannot be an investment property. And, you know, you can't you can't just say, oh, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to go buy another one. We'll just kind of leave to sit here. Sure. So FHA, that, that, that they have a little less um, uh, strict uh, qualifications, and it's for the owner-occupant. So right. it, uh, a primary residence. So fantastic. So it's, it's my primary residence. Now let's say that I sell this before I reach those 36 on-time payments. Mm -hmm. Is that allowed? Could I could I sell it? You can sell it, you can um, rent it, 
let's say, you know, unfortunately life happens. Let's say you get a, a, a job transfer and you have to leave the area, but you're okay. maybe not quite ready to sell this yet. Well, it doesn't matter. If you transfer it, rent it, or sell it, I mean, transfer it, rent it, or um, refinance it before the 36 months, then the balance that has not yet been forgiven on a prorated basis, that then has to be paid at uh. closing. So, you know, if you sell it, you're going to want to make a profit on it. And if you're going to rent it out, you're going to want to make sure you've got that money to pay that. So, sure. Well, it, so it sounds like when you use this specific program, there's some huge benefits. Mm -hmm. No down payment, which is per pretty awesome. Right. I want to pre-plan that I'm going to be owner-occupied in this property for 36 months. That's, and and yeah, I want to make all my payments on time. Mm -hmm. After that, it sounds like I'm, I'm pretty free to do whatever I want, I could sell it after the 36 months. Yes. And that uh, that 3.5% that I got is now forgiven. Am I right. understanding that correct? And then you, exactly. And then you've got your equity that's built up over the three years. Oh, yeah. And so then they can come back to you and go buy the next house, maybe the bigger one with a pool or what have you, or you know the what? smaller so, one. So, so, many, so many times that's exactly what we see. We see people using this, the FHA programs, a little less strict on the qualification. They're using it as a stair-stepping home. They want to buy this house. Uh, maybe it's something that is not their dream home, but something that they can fix up, right. um, build some equity over a period of time, maybe put some landscaping in, some carpeting, get it the way that they like it, and hopefully as real estate values go, we've got some appreciation, we've got some mortgage balance being paid down. Now they have a, a nice little nest egg to roll over to the next house. So Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And it's, so it's a perfect home for that. And sometimes they've had some stumbling blocks that happened and it put them into a, a negative position, but they, they want to buy instead of paying the rents because we know how the rents are going up. Um, well, the FHA is more open to those those opportunities for them as well. So. Sure, sure. No, fantastic. So so many times when you hear these 100% down loans, they have such a small window that somebody could fit in that, that would qualify for this. Right. Um, are there income limitations for this type of loan? Yes, there are. Um, and basically, it's 115% of the area median income. Okay. So do we know what the area median we is? We do. It's <laughs> imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> imagine that. We, we've got DJ here and she has all the answers. Of course, she, so, of course she does. Um, anyway, it's about 67, 68,000 right in there. But the area, so the 115% would be that the income cannot exceed 77, 78,000. Okay. There's a few hundred dollars over the 77,000. But okay. I worry about the nickels and the dimes. Yeah, there, there you go. So, <laughs> so somebody has that income. Is there a FICO score um, uh, that they need to fit within of parameters? There is. Now, we pull from Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. We pull actual FICO scores. A lot of people say, well, my Credit Karma score, but that's a Vantage score. It's not a FICO score. Um, but the FICO score, we use the middle of those three, and the middle of those three has to be 640 or higher. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so pr pretty um, uh, aggressive on your part for lending that it's not somebody that has to have a 800 FICO score or 750. A 640 is right. a reasonable person that has uh, good credit, that, that, but, but not, not flawless, un, uh, impeccable credit. Right. They, they maybe have had some struggles along the way, or maybe they're just younger and they just have not really established too much credit And yet. that's part of the credit score, too, is right. longevity on, on having credit right. cards or, or establishing credit. So uh, younger people that maybe don't have that longevity, their credit score couldn't be as high as somebody that 
makes the same on-time payments, but just has done it for a longer period of time. Right. Make, make, makes sense. Well, uh, fantastic. Oh, one of the things that I said we were going to circle back to was the the debt ratios. Right. Okay, so I uh, just want to uh, kind of talk about that. When you say debt ratio, what actually is, what is a debt ratio? A debt ratio is when I take the debts that they're paying on the credit report, um, such as student loans, credit cards, the minimum payments, not what they actually send in every month, but the student loans, the car payments, the um, credit cards, if they have alimony or child support, I have to add that, you know, payments that they have to make, I put that in there. And then I add in the house payment. Now I've got all of those debts, but it does not include utilities and, and insurances and stuff. So that's nice because that's not in there. I take all of those together and then I divide it into their gross income, not the take-home pay. Ah, their wonderful. Gross, yeah. Right, because their, their paycheck may be a certain amount every two right. weeks. But they're gross. Obviously, we have to pay that rich uncle that we have, Uncle Sam, yes. right? <laughs> right. Uh, a portion of those. So it's the gross income, uh, month, gross monthly income, and then these right. And other so I payments. take that total and I divide it into the gross monthly income. And depending upon um, how the computer's reading it, they might be able to go up to fifty percent of goodness. their gross income for that stuff. Generally, the cutoff is around 43 to 45%. So wow. it's it, there's more forgiveness there. So they've got the forgiveness on the, the, the um, credit score. They've got that on the debt ratio. And then they have it on derogatory events, too, which we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. Sure. Well, and, and you know what? That is a great segue. See how, <laughs> how, how we are like hand in glove over here. So, so if somebody has some derogatory credit, they have, I don't know, a Sears bill that fell behind their dresser. I don't even know if Sears is around anymore, but they, they, we, we used to always have somebody that had a Sears bill from five years ago or, or somewhere along the way that there, there was um, an argument on a collection for a medical that, that right. you know, a service that they're saying, well, I you know, never received treatment from that person. I'm not paying it. So now all of a sudden you have this derogatory um, on there. Um, is there, talk to me about that. Okay. Do, do you have a cure? Is there a way to work around some of those things? Some of that is, it depends on the, the grand total of the derogatory items and when it depends on whether it's medical or not, because th there's a lot more forgiveness when it's medical. Cause it's not like, Hey, I decided to go break my leg today. Cause I thought that'd be a good time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so it's something that's not like you chose to go and shop and, and get a little overextended. It's something that happens. So we're a lot more forgiving on that. Um, the biggest things that it's the most forgiving on, though, is bankruptcies, short sales, and foreclosures. Wow. So if somebody just, their world, they were going on their little life's journey, and all of a sudden it was like, nope, we're going to put a roadblock up, and you're going this way. And let's say they lost a home. Well, after three years with a foreclosure, you can get um, uh, an FHA loan. You have to wait seven years to get a loan when it's a conventional loan. If it's a short sale, it's only three years. And if it is a, um, no, three years. Yeah, and then bankruptcy is two years. So right. there's a lot more forgiveness on the major derogatories. And then the well, collection. So, so, sounds like there is a remedy time period in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, should we make DJ do it backwards on all of those and see if she can do short sale bankruptcy in, in a different order? <laughs> no, we won't do that. But, but she is amazing. And she's doing all of this. 
You see, I have notes in front of me. You see, she has none. So, so she is amazing. I, I just want to thank you so much for bringing this uh, our attention. Uh, we've been waiting to try to schedule this, knowing that this is coming. And is there a limited amount of time or funds that are going to be available with this? Or is, is this look like it's going to be here for a, a period a, of time? That's a really great question, and I have no idea. Oh. But I'm just like, you know, you make hay while the sun shines. The sun is shining right yeah. now. Right. Great, great point. One so, thing that I wanted to mention real quickly is income tax returns are coming up. Sure. Income tax refunds. They will need some money to close. And, of course, they, they need to put their earnest money down. Sure. So with the funds for the closing costs, not for the down payment, for the closing costs, they might be able to get that through their income tax return, or they can get it as a gift, or they could talk to a top negotiator, such as yourself, sure. who could maybe get a seller contribution we, and, and, closing we, and we do that all the time. We write an offer, purchase price, we're getting the, the down payment, uh, through Guild's program, and then there still are some other closing costs, we could actually ask the seller to help contribute for that. So you actually possibly could buy a house with little or actually no money down. So uh, if you want to find more out about some of these programs, um, right now, I mean, interest rates are still hovering around a, a 40, 50-year low. It is a wonderful time to buy. Mm -hmm. uh, the sun is shining. I, lo I love that, that, that saying, right now is a great opportunity. If you're thinking about doing this, if you have questions, uh, please reach out to us. Uh, Rick Brinkus and the Brinkus team here at Keller Williams Realty. Phone number uh, somewhere uh, in the background there, kind of a subliminal <laughs> message. But 702-456-5959. Uh, we look forward to helping you out with any of your real estate questions. DJ, thanks so much. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Thanks.